0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to Dialogue with Dr. D, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. Overcome adversity, fear, and feelings of failure as each episode is filled with inspirational experiences featuring professionals who can assist in your efforts. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Dr. D is a wonder work of personal growth and success moving beyond overwhelming and insurmountable odds to become a global speaker, life coach, and author. Dr. D uses her incredible passion and captivating personal experience to support your move beyond trials, tribulations, and adversities to emotional emancipation. You don't have to do it alone. Join Dr. D today. Move beyond what's been holding you back and become the new empowered you.
2: On August 28th, 1955, while visiting family in Money, Mississippi, 14-year-old Emmett Till, an African-American from Chicago, was brutally murdered or allegedly flirting with a white woman. His abduction and murder help ignite the civil rights movement, although the modern civil rights movement began when Rosa Parks, an African-American woman, was arrested for refusing to move to the back of the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. There has been a lot of conversation about the death of Emmett Till and how and why it happened, and now the movie will give its version of this brutal assault of 14 year old Emmett. It was said this murder might be considered one of the most brutal and inhumane crimes of the century. Welcome, PFAM, and a special greeting to all our relatives around the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Joining us today is Ms. Kathleen Steele. Ms. Steele is a retired educator, first lady of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, an entrepreneur and an author. In addition to all her accolades, Ms. Steele was a dear friend of Ms. Maney Teal, Emmett's mother. Welcome, Miss Steele, and thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me. What are your thoughts
2: on the movie Teal?
3: I'm just excited about the movie itself because so many young people don't really know about Emmett. They don't know Emmett's story. And unfortunately, I don't think it's taught in the schools the way it should be. So this will give young people a chance to go to the theater, sit down and see really the beginning of a civil rights movement that Mrs. Mamie Till Mobley started when she said the world needs to see what they did to my son. And so I'm very excited about the movie. I'm just so excited with the idea that young people will get a chance to learn from this movie.
2: History happening right before our eyes. We've seen a lot of that, Miss Thiel, over the years. But to actually see it and be in the moment is a different story, a totally different story. What are your thoughts on how Miss Till, Ms. Mamie Thiel, would be feeling as this movie is played?
3: I know she would be very happy because, of course, they didn't want to show Emmett's body because of the brutality, because of the way he looked. And she insisted that the world need to see what had happened to her son. So I think she will be very, very pleased that this movie is not in the works anymore, but it's in the theater. I think she'd be very, very happy.
2: Ms. Steele, when we talk about the brutality and how the people did not want to allow others to see his body and all that had happened to him, can you tell us what really happened to Emmett?
3: Well, as you know, Emmett was visiting relatives in Money, Mississippi, and I can tell you what Mamie told me. Mamie said that they were in church this particular Sunday, and one of the cousins says, come on, let's go to the store to get some candies. We'll slip out, and we'll be back in church before the sermon ends, and the kids left. They went to the store. Emmett bought the candy and was at the door with another cousin, and the cousin said, what did you buy? And Mamie Till told me that Emmett stuttered, so she had taught Emmett that when you get ready to say a word and you can't get it out, stop and whistle. And so while they were at the door and the cousin asked, what did you buy? And he was getting ready to say candy and he couldn't get it out. So he whistled and said, finally said candy. Now, that is the story that Mamie Till told me in my house in Tuscaloosa, Alabama.
2: And what, as a result of his whistling to get that word out, what did they do to him?
3: Well, as you know, they went to his great-uncle's house and, you know, removed him from the home, tortured him the majority of the night, gouged one of his eyes out. And, of course, you know what they did with making sure, trying to make sure that his body did not rise to the surface of the Tallahatchie River. But you'll see all of that in the movie. It's, it's kind of hard to talk about the brutality of what they did and the fact that uh, they were okay with actually brutally beating and punishing this young man and then gouging his eye out before they shot him in the head and it's just, sometimes I I even hate to talk about it because when I talk about it, I kind of see it in my head and it really kind of bothers me still to this day, even though Mamie was much older than I, I was a young teacher at the time when we became friends, but I am so glad we became friends and I'm so glad she took the time to tell me the story. And really, when you think about it, this was the beginning of the civil rights movement.
2: Her telling you the story and your meeting, how did you meet her?
3: Well, my husband was running for the state Senate in Alabama at the time, and he invited her down to speak for him. And we just became friends. And she came later and spoke to my class. I was teaching a Southern history class, and I asked if she would come speak to my class and share the story of Emmett because I wanted the kids to see, see her and to listen to the mother tell the story. And she was happy to come. And after that, we just became great friends. She would come visit. We went to Chicago to visit her and even went to California together for a wedding one. So she just became a great friend of ours. But it was difficult to not talk about what happened to Emmett. Every time we met, she always had a story to tell about Emmett. What a sweet young man he was, how naive he was, how she had told him She didn't want him to go to Money, Mississippi. And then when he insisted and the cousin insisted that he come, she said she sat down and she talked with Eminem and said, there are certain things you can't do in Mississippi. If you see a white woman walking on the sidewalk, you step off the sidewalk. Don't talk about your white friends that you have here in Chicago. But being a young man, maybe he did the opposite. I don't know. She didn't know. She just knew the result that she did not get her son back the way she sent him to Money, Mississippi.
2: Regarding this movie, we all know that movies don't always include all the facts. Do you think this one will be inclusive with the pertinent data, all the facts, everything surrounding this brutal murder?
3: I don't know if the movie is just based off of what's being read in the history books or whether they actually talked to individuals that knew Mamie Teal, that Mamie Teal told the story to. So I really don't know because, you know, there's so much, even in Jet Magazine, there are things that Mamie did not share. And, of course, I'm sure Mamie has relatives that probably talked to the movie's producers. I don't know. But I hope, and I'm looking forward to going to see the movie myself, but I hope that the movie really depicts what happened to such a bright young man at such a young age. What
2: do you think Mamie would say to you after the movie? You all were very close friends and she shared so many stories with you. After this movie, what do you think she would say to you?
3: I haven't seen the movie, but I think that she would be very happy that the movie has been made, that Emmett has not been forgotten after all of these years. So You say you haven't seen
2: the movie. Are you planning to see it?
3: Yes, I am planning to see the movie.
2: Okay. In your mind now, what do you think this movie will tell us about civil rights in the U.S. then and now?
3: Well, one of the things is that the fight for civil rights is never ending. Maybe it's not as passionate. As it was in the beginning but it's never ending you have to always continuously fight for civil rights and you can see that through a lot of the young men that are being killed throughout the united states of america being killed in a different way with guns police officers unfortunately there to protect sometimes don't protect but take a life of a young man just because he's african-american so we have a lot of work that still has to be done. And I know that Mamie Till, if she was living, she would voice the same thing, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done, that racism does not escape us in America or probably anywhere else. But I can only speak for America, that racism does not escape us. It still exists. And we have a lot of work to do. I think that would be what she would be thinking.
2: I that we have a lot of work to do, Ms. Steele. What can we do individually to support this ongoing issue of civil
3: rights? Well, of course, I think that our voice is very important. Many of us don't talk about civil rights anymore. We are allowing civil rights to be taken out of our history books in the classroom. It has to be taught. People have to understand that you can't overlook history, that it has to be taught to our young people, that our parents have to teach it at home. A lot of times we've gotten to the point where we think that we've made it. Well, the truth is, it's a process, a never ending process. And you have to look beyond your own home and look at the homes of others and see what other people are suffering through to know that civil rights is never ending.
2: That's powerful in itself. I mean, because we fast forward and look at some of the brutal murders that have taken place. It's not I guess, with great specificity and detail that occurred with Emmett. However, we can look at some of the murders that are still going on with our young African-American men. And this whole process is unnerving, to say the least. When we think about all that Martin Luther went through and those who paid dearly with their lives to try to get equality for African-American people, we are still dealing with that. What, if anything, we gotta get educated, I agree with that, but what else can we do to ensure that some of the things we've gone through and some of the things we've had to fight for, that we can maintain those?
3: I think politically, we can never stop knocking on the doors of our state senators, our U.S. senators, our U.S. representatives and state representatives. We have to let them know what we want and what we see and what we desire for them to do as representatives for us. I think that's one of the main things. And then, of course, we can't forget that there are civil rights organizations that really need your support. Civil rights organizations cannot thrive and survive without the support of the people financially or just being there and being an able body and saying, that what can I do to help move this civil rights movement along?
2: So when we speak to Mrs. Steele, who is the first lady of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, an organization that is working on our behalf, you heard it directly from the first lady. We need to support with our finances, with our time, our commitment, and our voices. Please don't negate the fact that we need to be involved, engaged. Ms. Steele, how can the PFAM reach you? I know you are a speaker, you do consulting, you're an author, you're fully engaged, although you are a retired educator. If someone is interested in having you come out to speak with them, how can they reach you?
3: They can reach me by calling me at the Atlanta SCLC office. The number is 404-522-1420. Beautiful. And is there an email that they can reach out to? Kathleen, C-A-T-H-E-L-E-A-N, still, S-T-E-E-L-E, at national, S-C-L-C, dot org.
2: Can you repeat that once again?
3: C-A-T-H-E-L-E-A-N, S-T-E-E-L-E, at national, S-C-L-C, dot org. Okay.
2: Is there any final words for the fam?
3: Well, my final words will be to you. Thank you. Thank you for making it possible to spread the word of what happened to Emmett. And also your show is magnificent. Thank you for having this idea because we need it and we need you. Thank you.
2: Uh, Thank you, Ms. Steele. I appreciate your thoughts. Allow me to leave you with Romans 12, 19, which tells us, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. PFAM, please don't forget to participate in the pre-sale of my new book, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. The release is scheduled for February 14, none other than Valentine's Day. With your purchase of the book during the pre-sale, you will get a gift valued at $150. Yes, you heard it valued at $150. Now, Dr. D., how do I get my gift? You can get this gift by sending me an email to contact at drdcarroll.com. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T at D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com.
1: p take care and be safe. Thank you for listening to Dialogue with Dr. D., if you enjoyed the show and would like to connect further with Dr. D, visit drdcarol.com. And please, please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a review on iTunes. With Dr. D's guidance and support coupled with your belief and commitment, you can succeed in your moving beyond journey. Join the dialogue today and tap into the new empowered you. Best wishes for peace, love, and continued blessings. We'll see you here next time on Dialogue with Dr. D. Remember, transformation and reinvention is yours.
0: Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to ewomennetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.